Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. The following segment is from The Look Ahead on the SB Nation NFL Show, where we're discussing your favorite team. Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL Show to make sure you don't miss conversations like this one. Speaking of haters, RJ, I have noticed that nothing, nothing lowers a quarterback stock in his own team's eyes, no matter who he is, than a quarterback that will not agree to whatever contract the team puts in front of him. Because I saw you arguing with Cowboys fans on Twitter who apparently Cowboys fans think Dak Prescott is like the worst quarterback in the league now because he doesn't want to take whatever crap offer Jerry Jones puts in front of it. Yeah, Stats, these are um, these are turbulent waters right now um, with the Dallas Cowboys, especially on Cowboys Twitter. Um, the look ahead obviously drops on Thursday. So this morning at Blogging the Boys, I had a big article. I spent some time, cracked the knuckles, and kind of churned out some, some hashtag content. Um, and, and, I mean, I titled it, you know, the, the Dak Prescott situation continues to be one for the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, the great Bob Sturm, who I know you spoke with uh, on, on Niners Nation's podcast um, a few months ago, wrote about this in The Athletic this week as well. And he talked about how this is all the Cowboys' fault. And and it really is. I mean, you look at it and everybody wants to say, and I know you've heard this, like, oh, it takes two to tango. Yeah, it does. And and people love to say, like, he got offered five years, $110 million. Yeah, he did. And that's an exorbitant amount of money. Um, but that's not market rate. That, that that's the matter of, of reality here. And, and you can think that's greedy or whatever, but it is it is completely fair in in the world that these conversations and financial sort of wherewithals are happening against one another. I, I think stats and I'm curious if you agree you're an objective party here. The Cowboys could first offer Dak Prescott a contract extension in 2019. Uh, the first of the of the three in 2016 to be drafted, uh, you know, that got an extension was Carson Wentz. That deal obviously looks terrible in hindsight. Although, and I've written about this myself, I still applaud the Eagles because I think it logically was the right decision to extend him as soon as possible. Um, a, a path that I wish the Cowboys had followed as well. Jared Goff got his deal shortly after that. Russell Wilson got his big extension following that. Last year, we saw other extensions follow. We saw new extensions for Patrick Mahomes, who is an outlier, certainly among the rest of the field. Deshaun Watson got his deal. The particular hangup here has always centered around, for anybody that's unaware, uh, a matter of length. It doesn't hasn't really ever been a matter of money. Um, but a year ago, the Cowboys wanted to offer Dak Prescott a five-year contract extension. They have handed out long extensions before with their stars, their offensive linemen. Tyron Smith took like a 500-year deal. Um, obviously, Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott, Jalen Smith, and, and Des Bryant at the time. Um, and so typically, you get a long, long stay with the Cowboys to help them kick the proverbial can down the road. But Dak Prescott wanted a four-year extension. And that is what Joe Edgar Goff got. That is what Carson Wentz got. That is part of the market rate. Um, now, the reality is they may have all been of the same draft year, but Goff and Wentz had 50-year options, as we discussed a little while ago at Goff. And so because of that, that put their 
point of expiration in terms of their contracts after the 2024 season. And the Cowboys wanted to put Dak on that same you know sort of time frame so that he wouldn't get another crack at the apple before they would. And so, in essence, they were penalizing him for not being a first round draft pick. And, um, you know, whose fault is that? I mean, not Dak's, not the Cowboys. I mean, that was just the evaluation process at the time. But since then, I mean, everything has really gone Dak's way um, in that, you know, in 2019 to start the season, he was phenomenal. And then obviously the Cowboys kind of fell apart, but uh, he played really well, had his best statistical year last year. They refused to pay him then. And then this year was kind of the face of the team, which he has been. And we have seen how important leadership is to the Cowboys, certainly. Um, And beyond that, when he was hurt, we saw not just how terrible they were, but how not much of a team they were. He is clearly the glue that holds that entire unit together. What's more stats is in this time, and I know I'm going on and on, uh, the Cowboys have paid two non-important positions in an off-the-ball linebacker in Jalen Smith, a contract that has blown up in their face, and a running back in Ezekiel Elliott, a contract that has blown up in their face. And beyond that, we now exist in a world that nobody could have foreseen, uh, where COVID has lowered the salary cap in all likelihood, and so that makes matters all the more difficult, besides the fact that Dak Prescott is very clearly, which I'm sure you agree, the best quarterback of his draft class. So the market rate, if you're the Cowboys, that you refused to match early on now looks all the more silly for you because Dak Prescott is so much more above his peers. And so, you know, the annual average value the Cowboys could have gotten for Dak if they'd paid him in 2019, Jared Goff ended up getting $33.5 million a year. Carson Wentz got $32 million a year. That would have been kind of the neck of the woods Dak would have been in. I think now, again, Mahomes aside, you look at what Deshaun Watson got. He got 39 a year. I think the floor is $40 million a year in a salary cap that is going to be impacted by the pandemic. And so, this is really embarrassing. And now, I mean, you have all this talk about Matthew Stafford, uh, uh, not even a year after people say, well, I think Andy Dalton could have success in this offense. It's just the Cowboys are broken and it's really frustrating. That's my rant. <laughs> is there a question in there or I don't I thought- know. Is there anything you disagree with? No, um, I don't disagree with it. The thinking with teams is we lock these guys up as soon as they become available because they those contracts even though you pay market rate at the time the market rate is always going up so those contracts then become affordable deals Mm -hmm. if you wait to do that yeah you don't have to pay the guy big money right away but you run the risk of kind of doing what Dak did and exactly what Kirk Cousins did playing really well you play through your tag options then you have to give the guy the market rate because you can't franchise him anymore and then they're going to get a ton of money because Franchise-type quarterbacks never hit the open market. Kirk Cousins is the only guy that sort of falls into that category. And, oh, by the way, he got $84 million completely and fully guaranteed at signing. So that's why they try to lock these guys up early to avoid that scenario. That didn't happen with the Cowboys, and thus this is the world that we're in. Regarding the fourth-year, fifth-year discussion, I think I heard Bart Scott say this. It's not about what you get paid. It's about how many times you get paid. And that is why Dak wants the four versus the five-year deal, because he wants another crack at the apple, like you said. It's why Revis was so good at negotiating his deals and played so well, because he was constantly getting new contracts, because he realized that's what it's about. That's how you maximize your value. So I totally get Dak not wanting to do it. I think Dak should tell the Cowboys to go fly a kite. He shouldn't sign anything they put in front of him. Play through your franchise years. 
and then you hit the open market and there's nothing stopping you from re-signing with the Cowboys if that's what you want to do at that point. I remember when Matthew Stafford, who we've talked about today, uh, signed his most recent extension. I say most recent. It was like three years ago now, four years ago, I think, um, whatever it was. And people said at the time, well, you know, he'll be in his early 30s when this expires. Like he can get another crack at the apple. And Matthew Stafford, fortunate to get his rookie contract prior to the 2011 CBA that really restricted rookie contracts. And so, I mean, yeah. And you look at the age quarterbacks are playing to now, like obviously, you know, make the most how you can, whatever. Um Part of what I wrote about stats, and I know you guys cover this at Niners Nation, ESPN laid out hypothetical trade offers for Deshaun Watson. In fact, they laid out 17 different offers and they ranked them um, from teams. The, the 17th team was the least likely to trade or, or rather least practical to pull off. Uh, and obviously, number one was the most practical. The Cowboys are ranked 13th. Teams that were def- defined as less practical than them to trade for Deshaun Watson were the Chicago Bears and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think if you think that those teams are less likely to trade for Deshaun Watson than the Cowboys, I mean, uh, maybe you're flying a kite, but this was their proposed offer. Um, the Texans would be sending a fourth round pick in 2023 and Deshaun Watson. The Dallas Cowboys stats would be sending their first round pick this year, which is the 10th overall pick, and a first round pick in 2023, where they would technically get a fourth round pick back, I suppose, and Dak Prescott. I don't know where you fall on the Dak versus Deshaun debate. I think that there is a debate at least to be had. But even if you believe that Deshaun is superior, maybe Deshaun is the future quarterback of the 49ers, like many people in the world right now. Um, But the difference between them is not so massive that you would be willing to give up two first round picks like ESPN is suggesting. Oh, I totally disagree. If I were the Texans, I would never do. I would be like, fax over the rest of your offer. Apparently, they're negotiating in 1999 using fax machines. (laughs) So you think that's not enough for the Cowboys to acquire? So you're saying two firsts and Dak are not enough to acquire Deshaun? No, I don't think so. You got to put a cherry on top. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So blogging the boys listeners are listening to this. Stats is on Twitter at Stats on Fire. So just so that you know where to find him, um, because, again, like they are somewhat negligible to me. Like they're, you know. They're both top five quarterbacks, you know, however you want to rank them. I mean, you know, who are the top five quarterbacks in the NFL at the moment? Not Dak Prescott. Are you out of your mind? Stats. I don't know if this is a bid or you're getting back at me for the milkshake thing, but I mean, (laughs) like here, here are the quarterbacks that are undeniably ahead of Dak Prescott today in my mind. Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, undeniably. I would take those three easily. You could talk me into... Deshaun Watson. And and I, I think that again, that would be the most spirited debate that I think could be had. I would take Dak and I know people will like roll their eyes. I would take Dak. Well, actually, I would take Josh Allen. Sorry, that's one more. I would I, I think I don't think that Dak has had a season as impressive as what Josh Allen has had. And then you get into the weeds of like, well, I'd rather have Josh Allen's contract situation. Like that's we're just talking talent for talent. I would not take Lamar Jackson. Um, that might be one that you disagree with. Um, a year ago, people would have said, or two years ago, I would not take Baker Mayfield. I would not take Tom Brady in his current form, as magnificent as he is. But, I mean, that's that's it. Like, I, there's four or five guys at the very least. So, fine, he's a top six quarterback is his floor. I think, the, well, I mean, now we're going to dive into a whole other area. <laughs> but, like, I don't think Dak is that much better than Kirk Cousins. I really don't. People hate on Kirk Cousins. Look at the numbers he's put up. I, I agree that Kirk is underrated. Like, so, I mean, I think Kirk is like a top 
eight or nine quarterback to that point. I mean, so like if, if we're playing that game, the only people I'd put between Dak and Kirk then are Deshaun. If, if you have Deshaun below Dak, maybe Lamar at that point, because like the Lamar X factor is so valuable. And I think it overcomes what, what Kirk is um, after that. It's I'd, I'd rather have Kirk over Baker Mayfield. I'd rather have Kirk over like current day Ben Roethlisberger. I'd rather have Kirk over um, and the people will like, you'll get the people like I'd take Trevor Lawrence and, you know, Justin Fields. Like, no way I would take Kirk Cousins. Like I would take Kirk Cousins over Kyler Murray. Although Kyler has that X factor potential. Um, I would take Kirk over Matthew Stafford. I, I mean, so like there's Kirk is, is perennially underrated. I completely agree with you. Look at the, look at where we came. We went from Mariah Carey to Pokemon to Kirk Cousins love. You can hear the rest of this conversation by subscribing to the SB Nation NFL Show wherever you get your podcasts.